Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Southside Agenda podcast with Charlie and Zedan. Hope you guys enjoyed last episode. It is currently 3.38. We're posting it uh, March. We're posting this today, March 19th. Watching a lot of college basketball today, so I, we both might be distracted. We're, it's As of right now, Oral Roberts is beating Ohio State 53-52. to 52. We are both heavily invested in college basketball. So this episode is going to be more laid back, relaxed, and probably a little rushed, if I'm being honest. Um, it's it's March, college basketball season. We just got out of school, and we were packed, but whatever. We got, we got some good stuff. Thank God that the White Sox spring training is finally heating up, and the season is getting closer. So we got lots to talk about. Zidane, how's it going to roll out today? As you said, you know, it's going to be kind of lazy episode for us, you know. I'm currently watching college basketball while doing this. I think Charlie is too. So if a, you know, buzzer beater happens, you're going to hear about it. But other than that, we have some news, slight news. I mean, it's very minor, but, you know, if we have any Mets fans, they'll care. Spring training, obviously, is continuing. It's kind of in the lull, but still some news for the White Sox, some players to look out for, some injury comebacks. We'll see. Then finally, advanced stats. We have weighted on base percentage. It is a fan graphs statistic. It's pretty useful, and we'll talk about it. Control, you want to start us off? Yeah, so the first piece of news, Carlos Carrasco, right hamstring strain. And he is not – he's going to be on the IL for the start of the season. And obviously sucks for Mets fans. That rotation, it looked pretty decent. Oh, my God, Ohio State just had the craziest block. Anyway, that um, rotation, I mean, looked pretty decent. Him, DeGrom, um, it'll be good in the next couple of years. But hopefully Carrasco doesn't have hamstring strain, hamstring problems after this. I think he'll be fine. He's he's pretty tough guy. Uh, any, any thoughts on the Carrasco injury? Uh, I, it's a big loss for the Mets. But, I mean, the right strain, hamstring strain, not the biggest thing, you know. Maybe two weeks, three weeks. Even one week, we'll see how severe it is. But he's a good player, and they'll miss him for, like, their opening series. But other than that, not nothing to worry about. Next piece of news, specifically for us White Sox fans, our ace, Lucas Giolito, is in conversations with the organization on a contract extension. There has not been a proposal yet. We don't know when that will come. But the, seeing them in conversations is good. Uh, Charlie? What do you have about this? Yeah, obviously it's exciting. We want to keep him. And, you know, Tim Anderson, we've heard over the past couple of weeks, he wants to be a White Sox for life and a White Sox for life. I don't even know how to say that. I don't think I've ever said anything remotely close to that. But, uh, and lots of people are saying Giolito wants to as well. And there was a tweet actually, Rick Giolito, Lucas's dad, hinting at the fact that Lucas wants to stay here for a while and hopefully we can lock him down. But, um, that's that's pretty much it. The next news, we did sign Billy Hamilton. I mean, it's all it is is Ger- Gerard Dyson part two. He's not going to play that much, but he's good for running, and maybe we can slot him into the hitting lineup for injuries. Not that great of a hitter, but he's he's a speedster. And, yeah, it's exciting. Come playoff time, pinch running situations and stuff like that. Is it on anything else? Uh, our final piece of news, and just to talk about Billy Hamilton, He's just a pinch runner. I think he's just a better version of Gerard Dyson. You know, you think back to his early years with the Reds, I believe. Those highlights are insane. He's obviously not that player, but still a great runner. Finally, here's a multi-sport piece of news. LeBron James, 
arguably the GOAT, not in my opinion, or Charlie's. <laughs> but he has become a part owner in the Boston Red Sox. I mean, you're seeing this more and more. Players from all over sports, you have Patrick Mahomes. He invested in the Kansas City Royals, now LeBron James. is an interesting team to pick with the Red Sox. He has never rocked a Red Sox cap. He has rocked many baseball teams, hats. Also, he's a Cleveland Indians fan, but uh, I don't think he really cares about that because he's LeBron James and he can do what he wants. Okay, Troy, why don't you take us to our next segment? All right, next segment. We're going to talk about spring training because it's kind of heating up. We're not going to do notes for every single game because that's just that just gets boring and we'll end up listing things that no none of you guys care about. But we're just going to, you know, list some takeaways. Adam Angle. Zan, can you explain to me how you get a single away from a cycle? I guess you just have to be Adam Angle in spring training because he's playing – amazingly and I I'll say I liked Adam Engel but I was nowhere as near as high as you were on him Charlie you always said that he would prove you right and he is doing it right now so uh what are your thoughts on Adam Engel's great play through spring training yeah I mean I say it every time he does well obviously not when he doesn't do well but he's proving both of us right I know Zidane you know Zidane said that I was the first guy um that was you know that was on him you know, from the start, but Zidane, you know, we're both on the hype train now and we're excited. Eaton will be the starting right fielder, but I really hope Angle will get some games. Zidane, anything more on Angle before we move on, you know, to more broader notes? Uh, I mean, just Adam Angle is doing everything right. He, always, he obviously fields well. Like, that's almost a guarantee with him. He's always pretty fast. He always gets okay contact, but now he's showing that true power. He's getting doubles. He's getting extra base hits. I believe he has two home runs or three through spring training so far. So great to see. Charlie, what's your next note on spring training? So Lucas Giolito went again against the Dodgers. Two earned runs, but in people labeled it a poor for his standards. He still got strike. He still got six strikeouts and obviously not a full outing. Three. 3.2 innings pitched, and he only gave up three hits and two runs. It's fine. Two walks. Come on. He's going to look good every time he's out there. And like Rick Giolito, his dad said, I want him. I want him in Chicago for the rest of his career. He's going to be a White Sox legend after this season, at least after these next couple of seasons, after we hopefully get a World Series ring. He's going to be our ace. I'm ready. I'm really, really hyped up for Giolito this season. I feel like it's kind of a theme. Most of our players, since we're the White Sox and we're not the Dodgers or anything, maybe after this season, I don't know. They're not really hyped up, and I'm ready for the Giolito, you know, top pitchers. I, he already is one of the top pitchers in the MLB, I'm, but I'm ready for – after this season, he'll, be, he'll definitely be up there with guys like DeGrom. But, um, Zidane, anything on Giolito? What have you What have you found? I mean, just watching him, uh, you're going to give up earned runs in spring training, like – Unless you're Jacob deGrom at his best, which is Jacob deGrom most of the time, you're, you're going to give up some runs. You may give up a home run, but that's not the point of spring training. It's to focus your control because you've been away from the game, and to bring that back, you got to get it back in control. Luke Giolito, he has control. I mean, his fastballs look good. 
where the catchers he has played with. I like their framing with him too. So great from him. I think he's primed for a breakout season. And if I were to bet on AL Cy Young, he would be my value bet on that. Uh, for my next note, Charlie, I have Dallas Keuchel. I believe this was his first start yeah. spring training. And I will say it did not go well for Dallas Keuchel. He showed a lot of things you don't want to see, but um, it's one start. You know, it's his first start. Same with Dylan Cease. You got to give him at least a few to get back into the swing of it. But, uh, Charlie, what do you think of Dallas Keuchel's start? Yeah, obviously, not not the best. Nothing crazy, but um, he'll, he'll, prove, he'll prove me right when the season goes on. I'm telling you that right now. Him and Gilito are going to be up there for best pitchers in the MLB. I can I can bet you on that. But my next piece of my 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 next note is a pitcher that me and Zan both like. We don't really mention him so much, probably because you know relievers don't get crazy attention in the off season. I don't know why. I mean, I couldn't really tell you. But Aaron Bummer, oh my God, this guy is so ridiculous. I yeah I believe. I know it was a breaking ball, but I don't know exactly what pitch. I think it looked like a curveball. was absolutely ridiculous. It was yesterday or the day before. I'm very uncertain. I have missed the last two or three games. I'm slacking. I will admit that right now. But Aaron Bummer, he is already one of the best relievers in the league. But after this season, oh, my God. This guy looks so good. He is unhittable. With His stuff is amazing. He has some good speed on his pitches. And that – just looking at our bullpen, every guy, if they live up to not, I mean, crazy potential. Not, not that, not, not that every one of them has crazy potential, but we know what we're gonna get out of Hendricks and Bummer. But like guys like Hoyer, which he actually looked pretty good yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Let me double check. I need to stop being so uncertain because I think I'm correct. Yeah, it was Cody Hoyer. Yeah. Two innings pitched, zero hits, zero runs, zero earned runs, three strikeouts awesome if all those guys are you know at least pretty pretty decent a couple of them are awesome like Liam Garrett and uh Bummer our bullpen is going to be ridiculous and that's what's going to that's what's going to carry us to the playoffs sit on Aaron Bummer how about him I mean he's a stud I think he's one of the most underrated relief pitchers in baseball he just gets outs I mean he's amazing at striking out like if you're a lefty against Aaron Bummer and you struck out like you shouldn't even be a bat don't swing because we know you're going to strike out. It's just it's a guarantee with that guy. And same against righties. He's very good as well. He has a sinker that always looks amazing. His breaking pitches with a slider and curveball, I believe, are great. And that fastball is also deadly. I mean, he just has a complete repertoire. He's a lefty. He throws kind of weird. Great pitcher for us. And, I mean, talking about that other guys in the bullpen, Cody Hearer, as you said, Hoyer, Hoyer, I don't know how to say his name. Cody H <laughs> has pitched very well so far. Uh, another guy, Matt Foster, he had a rough outing, I believe, recently this week. I can't remember which game. I have to look at that again, but uh, we'll see as it goes on. But um, I just like what I'm seeing from multiple relief pitchers. If they pitch well, that's always great because – Starting pitcher is going to give you that front and then relief pitcher if they can carry that lead into the ninth inning and we can win those games. We could be a very good team if that bullpen is at its best potential. Next, I have two injury comebacks recently. 
Nick Madrigal and Yasmani Grandal are back and playing for the White Sox. Um, Yasmani has looked great for my eyes. He's the old Yasmani. I think if he does improve on last year, he could possibly be the best catcher in the game. Um, all I want to see is just a little more starts with him at catcher defensively. Just want to see how his framing looks. You know, maybe with Giolito because that was a problem last year. I don't think it will be this year. But you got to check on that. Other than that, I've just liked what I've seen from Yasmani. And same with Nick Madrigal. They just feel like they're playing well. Charlie, what do you have on those two guys? Yeah, I mean, Grandal, that um, that best catcher in the MLB is a good take. It's going to take him a couple games. It's going to take him a couple months to really show what he's worth. But I think he'll, he'll be at the top of that list again, obviously. Real, real Muto in close contention. But... My next, my next thing I want to say, I can't believe we have went this far without talking about it because it was probably, I mean, what did we, what did we start off talking about? What was, what did, what was the first thing we said? Adam yeah, Angle. Adam Angle. Okay. Yeah. I honestly think it's a little more than this. We tweeted it. Zach Collins for backup catcher. This, you hear Zidane clapping in the background. This guy is balling. Zidane loves the word balling, so I'm going to use that. This guy is balling. His contact is at a different level. Zidane was talking to me about it, and oh my god. I love... I, I don't know... I mean, I, I love when people prove me wrong, because then that means that, that most of the time it means that they're playing well, but I am so happy that Zach Collins is proving me wrong, because Zidane, it's kind of the opposite, you know, starting of when I made the opinion on um, Adam Angles, and I was like, yeah, he's good. He's getting there. But Zidane, <coughs> excuse me, Zidane was like, Zach Collins, he's he's going to be good. And I was like, eh, he's getting there a little bit. But Zidane is definitely correct on this one, and I'm so hyped, Zidane. I know you got more than me on Zach Collins. What do you got? I mean, he just is playing great. I mean, that power, he's already shown him multiple times. If you've ever seen him play, you know he has that. Streaming has gotten a lot better, too, with him at catcher. I like what I'm seeing. Obviously, when he pitches with major league pitchers, not some bums that won't make the team. But, I mean, it's perfect. A lot of – when we did sign Jonathan Lucor, a lot of people like backup catcher. And, honestly, I do kind of like what I've seen from Jonathan Lucor. But how can you not say Zach Collins isn't the backup catcher? He's just – as you said, he's balling. I, I love what I see from him. He's possibly my most exciting player this spring season. I'm spring training. He's he surprised me honestly. I thought he would play well, but he's playing even better. I'm so happy. I, he was one of our. He's a great prospect. I think he could be a great major league hitter for when Yasmani needs to take a day or two off in a week. Okay, Charlie. What's your next note? on the spring training yeah one thing i want to go one one thing i want to say before moving on it's kind of hard to get spring training stats and i don't know like so many good websites for that because it's never posted especially on the app the score that's that's obviously not for like crazy stats but they don't have anything it's kind of annoying but um so i couldn't tell you specific things about zach collins but i know he got a home run and Andrew Vaughn got a dinger yesterday. He absolutely murdered that baseball. I don't know if you saw that. I actually know I sent it to you. You definitely did see that. Um, I did. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm so hyped for Zach Collins. But, um, 
I'm looking at my list here. I don't know how much I have left. Zidane, do you have anything left you want to say? Uh, I have one more topic that I would like to talk oh, to you about, bat, and bat, it's not a play. That's another topic. Oh. Right before we go into the bench, I want to talk about Tony Larusa, okay. and I've just I don't know if you've seen, but on YouTube the White Sox post like mic'd up videos yeah. of training and practice. And let me tell you, every time I see Tony Larusa. He's getting along with the players. I mean, I recently read an article about this too. Tim Anderson, he really likes the guy. And it's surprising to me because Tony Lusa supposedly came into the White Sox organization knowing this is a clubhouse with personalities. They're not just players who won't say anything or won't do anything. They have personalities. They're people. And he said, okay, I'm not going to act like a Hall of Famer. I'm going to earn their respect. I'm going to earn their trust and maybe even become friends with a few of them. And, I mean, I've just loved what I've seen from him. Charlie, I know about you, but how are you feeling about Tony Larusa and how he's done so far? I know I know how I'm feeling about Tony Larusa, and it's good. But I want to say something. That was so well said. I think I, everything that I – Zidane, you, you just said it best there. Every, every single word you just said applies to Tony Larusa. And it's all true, and I'm so excited that he's getting along with the players because that's well, that was a lot of worries. I'm not going to go too much more in depth because that was awesome. One of the best – I don't know. one of the, It's not really a take, but one of the best things you've ever said on this podcast. I'll give you credit on that one. But we got to go to the bench. And say we got 13 pitchers, Vaughn's the DH, and we got four bench spots. We're going to agree on Lurie, and we're going to agree on um, the backup catcher, Zach Collins, and then we got two more. And, oh, and Adam Angle. So we really got well, – we only got one more. Do we go a third catcher in Luke Roy or do we go Billy Hamilton? What's your take on that? It's an interesting one. And, you know, Jonathan Luke Roy, interesting player. I mean, he has contact. We're not asking him to hit a home run because he can't physically. But uh, I think I have to take Billy Hamilton here. And specifically because based on speed – our squad is very, like, at both ends of the spectrum. Either they're Luis Robert, Nick Madrigal's pretty fast, Tim Anderson, he'll steal you some bags. Mancada. And Juan Mancada, thank God, he's back. But then you have Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandol, Eloy Jimenez, Adam Eden has kind of become that middling player. And... If we're in a ninth inning, eighth inning, trying to tie the game or possibly take the lead, I'd much rather have Billy Hamilton getting those bases than any of those guys. I mean, he can play all the outfield no matter what. So specifically, I'm thinking Adam Eden. If Adam Eden gets a double, let's say, he's not running that. Take him out. Put in Billy Hamilton. He honestly is a better defender than Adam Eden. You could put an angle too. I have I I didn't think about that. That is that is an interesting one. I mean, as I think about it, what is your take, well, Charlie? Hamilton or Luke? Or Luke yeah, Hill? I I mean, I don't really think we need a third catcher. I mean, Luke Roy could be useful. I mean, depends depending on how Zach Collins is doing. Zach Collins, I think if this is okay, this is my take on it. If Luke Roy is 
excuse me, if Lucroy is doing better than Collins uh, the first couple weeks into the season, you know, when Lucroy gets, say Lucroy starts on the bench and he gets his chances and he moves into that uh, second uh, catcher role and he's doing pretty well, I would rather have Zach Collins in there than Billy Hamilton because I still want Zach Collins to get some at-bats and start to develop because I I think he has lots of potential. But if it's the other way around and Zach Collins is doing good and Luke he's not really getting that many at-bats and he's playing in the minors, then it's, it has to be Billy Hamilton. You know, he's he's one of those assets like Gerard Dyson. But, yeah, pretty pretty straightforward there. Is it on anything else before we – actually, wait. There's a commercial and – Ohio State is up by two against Oral Roberts. So after this, we'll intro the next topic, and then we'll take a college basketball break. Imagine clicking on the Southside Agenda podcast about the White Sox and and listening to someone talk about Oral Roberts University. I don't think you ever would have expected that, Zidane. I wouldn't have. I don't think you'd have. But that's March, that's March Madness for for you. I know. Did you watch the West Virginia versus? Florida I did. Game? I watched every game so far. That is a very. It was a very fun game because you had a three to tie it, then a three to hold down the lead for Florida. I mean, great game to start off March Madness for me. And once this commercial break is done, we will take that break. But uh, Charlie, you want to introduce our next? Yeah. Segment? So, weighted on base percentage, right? On base percentage, or yeah, I'm. That's what it says, but it's OBA. Yeah, so it's it is a little confusing here. OSU is at the line. BJ Liddell, I'm getting a call, of course. Um, what's that's not a podcast if I don't get a call that interrupts me. But um, <laughs> um, EJ Liddell missed 34 seconds. All right, some Charlie commentating here. I don't know anything about Oral Roberts. You know, hopefully my career in broadcasting is going to be boosted with this episode. Driving the lane. Oh, is Oral, Rob- Oral-, Oral Roberts with the ball. Zidane, I can, in fact, hear your key- keyboard. That's a foul. Oh, my God. Oh, Oral Roberts University has a chance to tie it up. 14- they drew the 14 foul. Seconds left. I know Zidane's a little bit behind. So it's going to be like Zidane's listening to the radio. But he's listening to Charlie Pons. Okay. Wow. This is crazy. I would have never thought Oral Roberts. They are at the line. This is crazy. After this, did you have them in any of their in any of your brackets? No, I do not have. I I don't know. I just played it. Neither same. did I. Me too. I had upsets, but. I did not think Ohio State would be here. All right. All right. We're going to go to commercial break. So, Zan, what is the actual meaning of weighted on-base percentage? It is a version of your regular on-base percentage, but it counts for a player how they reached base. So instead of simply considering whether a player reached base, so a player who went one for four with a home run and a walk would have a weighted on-base percentage of 558. It would basically be the value of a home run plus the value of a walk divided by their plate appearances. And that's how you get weighted on-base percentage. Charlie, what stats do you have with on-base percentage? All right, so all-time. Should I go to all-time right now? Uh, all right, Babe yes. Ruth 
has the highest with point five ten. Ted Williams point four nine three. Lou Gehrig point four seven four. Rogers Hornsby point four nine five point five nine point four five nine. And then Jimmy Fox with point four five eight. Obviously, I mean, if we, I don't think Babe Ruth has topped any of our list that we've talked about so far in advanced stats career wise. I feel like Barry Bonds is up there a lot. Um, some of those guys like a long time ago, but Babe Ruth making a first experience, a what's the word, a appearance on advanced stats. Babe Ruth, a number one for weighted on base percentage. Is it on any anything else? Uh, I have yep. some White Sox stats. For 2020-20, for 2020 White Sox. 14 seconds left. Say this and then. Oh, my God. One, technically, would have been Yomar Sanchez with 483, but, I mean, he had 15 play appearances. Doesn't count. Number one, Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu, 0.411. Two, now met former White Sox. Wait, OSU driving the lane. Step back for the win. Missed it. And it is going to overtime. Oh, my God. All right. We got lots of time to close wow. out this episode. It's kind of annoying. Okay. We're not able to finish with talking about it. Maybe we maybe we can yeah. extend it, talk about some talk about some more things. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of baseball yeah. topics. Screw it. I'm just going to search about. some stuff up we can talk about. Yeah. Three, Tim Anderson, 0.376. Four, Elor Jimenez, 0.373. And that specifically is really nice to see because not only does he get on base – he also hit some runs. And then five is Yasmani Grandel, 0.338. Okay. I mean, we don't usually do this, but. You got to go on the fly here. This is March Madness. No, we got to talk. We got, let's talk our, let's talk. Lots of sports fans watch March Madness. So, Zan, what is your final four for your main bracket? Um, It's yeah. pretty normal. It's basically Gonzaga because. It's Gonzaga. I mean, they're amazing this year, undefeated. I have them actually Dogs winning the national championship. Oh, he Kispert. and uh, Kispert. Yes, thank you. He's also a stud. I have Illinois. Yeah, represent. You know. Yes, they're amazing. I'm so happy they're actually good. They're great. I think they'll definitely make it. I have Baylor, who I think is surprisingly underrated by people. Like, whenever people talk about the number one teams, I don't hear them saying Baylor, and that's weird. And then my final, final four team, I believe, on my main bracket is Alabama. I do not have Michigan in the final four because it's Michigan. And, and they don't deserve hurt. to be in the final four. Exactly. I mean, they just haven't played well recently. They've affected by COVID. I have them losing to LSU in like the Sweet 16. But anyway, that's my final four. Surely. All right. So I got the app that I'm using kind of like cleared my bracket once this whole thing started. I don't know what's going on, but I remember it's I have Texas, Gonzaga, and Illinois Baylor, right? No, Illinois Baylor and Gon. Yeah, yeah. Illinois Baylor, Gonzaga, Texas. And I have Gonzaga losing to Illinois. In the championship, I really want to root for Illinois, even though I'm a huge Indiana fan. Um, I don't want to see Gonzaga go undefeated, but since Indiana was the only team to do it, but the game has restarted. It is. It just started overtime. I don't know how much uh, how much time left to go here, but Zan, is any baseball talk we're missing? I don't know. 
Uh, I mean, here's a simple one. Do you have, like, one player or a few players that you feel like their fans and the MLB community in general overrates a lot? I've talked about this player a couple times. I don't think that he is, like, crazily overrated. I don't really – okay, I don't know any Padres fans. Let me say that right now. But Tatis, I want to see him – Um, I want to see him – this season just so I can properly rate him because I don't think he has been properly rated because there is he hasn't been giving a, a like a I know he's played he played before the 60 game season but he hasn't been given a full 162 game season with his you know star power with him already being developed and everything like that if that if that makes any sense so Tatis is one of them what about you um this is an interesting one you know whenever the MLB community brings up overrated. A lot of people talk about White Sox fans. Tim Anderson, Jose Breu. Sometimes they even go at Dallas Keuchel, maybe even a reliever. I mean, I guess if you're calling Jose Breu like the MVP, MVP, MVP favorite, you would be overrating him, but I think he's still a top five first baseman. Definitely. But uh, for general, I mean, this is an interesting topic. I don't know why I brought it up when <laughs> I didn't have an answer. Uh, I'll go I'll go a common one, you know. I think, nah, he's not even that overrated. I mean, what did I think? Ah. Here's a one. And one for Oral Roberts, by the way. Then they are winning 68-64. And one. Oh, my God. Ooh. My, wow. Wow. Who are you going to think of? Wow. I mean, I have Byron okay. Buxton. He's, I mean, he had one good year last year where he was Barry Bonds, but with, like, Super speed. He had an inside park home run. He had another home run. He had a triple, double. I mean, that dude crushes. But he's only had, like, one good year. Like, he's generally been a big disappointment in the majors. So, I got Byron Buxton because it's always fun hating on the Twins. Yeah. I I think he's, like, I feel like he's overrated by us when he plays us, but not when he doesn't. Oh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. 69-66, three minutes um, ago. This is ridiculous. Uh, we can definitely we can definitely fit in some more topics if this game is not you know, mm-hmm. annoying and and gets oh oh my god oh Oral Roberts just had one of the craziest shots but it didn't go in but they got a foul. Um, ah. let's see. I'm just gonna go on the news section of of MLB right real quick. Leagues. Is there any other sports we could talk about? I mean, I don't really want to talk about soccer because not lots of not a lot of people watch soccer. I actually wait. I actually want to bring this up. I've been aware that um, that there's Arsenal fans on White Sox Twitter. Arsenal, if you don't know, they're a Premier League team in England, and I have been a fan. Next year is probably seven years, and um, there's some Instagram accounts that um, that follow. I think it was two. It's kind of cool that it goes. We have that connection. I actually just looked at one of his tweets. But, um, yeah, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you know who you are. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I need other sports. Oh, oh, we got we got to talk about you know, it. It's Andy also interesting. 
Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I'm ready for this. I hate Ryan Pace. Let me drink some water. I Not mean, even rant here. this may be. I don't rant. I do sometimes about baseball, but especially about the Indians and Twins. Indians a lot. But, um, I mean, just why? Why? I I understand you couldn't get Russell Wilson. You know, Seahawks are saying, no, we're not trading him. Fair. Obviously, Deshaun has a lot of things going around his life. We'll see what happens with that. But Andy Dalton to a one-year $10 million deal, I mean, come on. Sign back Mitch. I mean, I'd rather have a 27-year-old QB who maybe <laughs> has potential rather than a dude who I already know previously was pretty good. But he's not going to do anything with this team. I mean, do you want to be bad? And the problem is they still have a good enough roster where we won't get a top-five pick. They're, they're going to have an 8-8. Eight and eight. A seven and nine, a six and ten type roster. I mean, we just signed Desmond Trufant, a free agent cornerback. He's all right. He's not going to make tons of plays, but you know what he's going to do? He's not going to let us lose games. So we're not gonna, we're not tanking. I mean, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy have already realized that this is the last year. This is either we do well or we lose our jobs. And you solve that by releasing Kyle Fuller. In getting Andy Dalton, I mean, it's, it's insane to me. We've dealt with a centuries, centuries of average quarterbacks. Jay Cutler, average. Mitch, average. Nick Foles, below average. Andy Dalton will probably be average. And <sighs> this team can never seem to just <laughs> do the right thing. That's why it's so tough being a Bears fan because I get to watch every year as we draft amazing linebackers, get to, in a few years, build a great defense and just not know how to draft a quarterback. This year, we have the 20th pick. It's nearly impossible to trade up because quarterbacks are going to go super fast this year. So I'm looking like 2022, Yeah, Spencer Rattler. He's a two-sport athlete, right? He, did he, he play basketball may- or baseball? He, I'm gonna, those both yeah, sound right, right, so now. I don't know. Maybe he was a three-sport athlete, but he was, I know he's very good. Basketball. No, I believe it's basketball. What makes sense? But he is a great talent. I mean, freshman year, he balled out. They won the – no. They won a bowl. I know that. Something important. Yeah. Fiesta, maybe. But he played well for them. So I can only hope that they tank and draft a quarterback. Sam Howell from North Carolina. Not again with the UNC quarterback, yeah. but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, maybe we just don't like having African-American quarterbacks. I don't know. Maybe. Because we always go for the white guy. I mean, I can only think of one in our history, which is better than some teams, but still. But the problem is we're not going to be bad enough. We're going to be too yeah. good next year. Just yeah, this is crazy. Seventy-two, sixty-six, yeah. and OSU just made an and one. So six, Ooh, six, 68, bad. 72, or 72, 68, about to be 72, 69, with one minute to go. This is ridiculous. We got to drag this on because if there's a buzzer beater, and yeah, we if it gets sent into double overtime, we will end the episode. But if if you guys oh, want to yeah. hear me 
Okay, here, let's go crazy. Um, anything news? Um, I wonder. Um, oh, I kind of um, forgot to mention to follow us on Twitter, like I do every time. But make sure you guys do that because right when the season starts, we're still tweeting. But right when the season starts, we're gonna be going crazy on Twitter and doing you know live tweets and everything. But Illinois got the W today. I'm happy about that. 78-49. And Loyola does have the lead at half. They crushed them. That. Uh, yeah. Here's a question, Charlie. What do you say about people not putting Mike Trout number one on their MLB players? I think it's list? stupid. He's number one. I don't think there's a debate. And my next question is, do you think Mike Trout could go down as the GOAT of all baseball? Without playoffs, no. I think lots of people would have that opinion, I think. I don't know. Zidane, do you think without playoffs, there is no GOAT? Yeah. For Mike Trout? Um, I think, yeah, definitely. Because you're competing with Babe Ruth and Barry Bonds. Like, Mike Trout could hit those levels, but to compete with Babe Ruth, you oh, need just missed two World time. Series. Ooh. I do believe, though, he could go down as the greatest okay, center fielder that's... of all time. I feel like if we were to... Yeah. Um... Go on. If we were, if we were to think about it, I mean, he's pretty close because you got they just missed Willie two. Mays, oh my McDonald, god, Ty Cobb. This is they crazy. missed both. They're losing. They have to foul. It's seventy-two sixty-nine. They could have. They could have. Uh, they could have went within one. Jesus. They missed one. This is crazy. You see all oh the fans god. praying. Thirty-one Don't seconds stay. left. Um. Oh, we were talking about Mike Trout. Um, oh, I want to say this before I forget. Um, I think I forgot. Let me let me let me try retaining this. Um, um, what was it? What was I gonna say? Oh, um, I think he had he is in like he's gonna have his best couple of years coming up. And if the Angels, oh, oh, Roberts just missed a free throw. OSU on the ball. Twenty eight seconds left. I don't know who that is, but they drive in and they miss. They have to foul again. 22 seconds left, Oral Roberts at the line. Um, Mike Trout is coming up to his best years. Would you say that? I'd possibly, yeah, I mean, you possibly. don't really know. But I think, I think he'll have some of his best years. But the question is, is will they surround him? Will the Angels org- organization surround him with a little more better players in other positions and especially pitching? It's really it's, – it's kind of more simple than that. If the Angels are good, then Mike Trout – wins playoff games, playoff series, and hopefully World Series. If he gets a World Series after making after doing good in the playoffs, yeah, he has a chance and then a couple of playoff playoff um berths after that. And yeah, he can get there. But he's he's got a while to go, honestly, because the Angels, nah, they're they're not there yet. But Oral Roberts missed one. So all right, I'll commentate now. OSU left corner. They sh- Liddell, I think that shoots a three and he makes it. It is a one-point game. One-point game. Is it a tie game? Oral Roberts one point inbound game. the ball, and yeah. OSU, they foul after maybe two, three seconds. 13 seconds left to go. I'm not sure if that clock is correct. I don't, hopefully, they don't go into a break so it doesn't extend this a while. This is fun. Oh, my God. This is crazy. Oh, my God. I got friends texting me. I'm like, come on. I'm recording the podcast. Ooh, yeah. that was all That net. was Liddell, right? Three. Yeah. I, I believe Man. so. OSU. 
I knew they were like kind of overrated, but like not as overrated as I was. Oral Roberts hits the first one. It's a two point game, seventy four, seventy two. They have one more to go. At the line again, and he sinks it. This is crazy. 75, 72, 13 seconds left. Um, I don't think we should say anything else just in case something happens. I don't want to. I don't want to sit here. No, unless silence, we go to but, a break. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. We're not closing out yet, just just yet. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed this one. I mean, cool surprise at the end of the episode. Hopefully, you get some. Uh, oh, I haven't even seen this picture. I'm looking on Twitter. Sox on thirty fifth. All right, OSU with ten seconds to go, and uh, they're not calling a timeout. Shoots a three, banks it, does not make it. They get the rebound. Three, two seconds left. Ooh. Misses it. And Oral Roberts have beaten OSU in the first round. The players are going crazy. Oh the 15th seed. Choke, wow. Choke, choke. Come on. I'm, bi- I'm big on the Big Ten. No pun intended. But, <laughs> but um, oh, my God. This is history again. This is crazy, man. Wow. Bracket breakers again. I was not very confident going into this March Madness about my bracket, but now I'm obviously – now it's going to be – I don't think anyone had OSU winning, though, to be fair. Um, I got interrupted. I haven't seen um, – I haven't seen Io DeSumo, the Illinois star player, in a White Sox jersey. That is sick. If you go on Sox on 35th, they tweeted oh, about two hours ago. But, wow. They had a wide open three. Perfect. Right at the top of the key to miss it. Or to make to win yeah. a game. Oh, my God. This wow. is crazy. But, wow. What a way to close out the podcast. Oral Roberts gets the W in the first round. This is crazy. I love March. This is the best time of year. This is amazing. But we do not wow. have anything else to say. So this is actually really fun. Going into this podcast, me and Zion were like, we have nothing to talk about. But we got some Andy Dalton talk in there. We got some uh, Oral Roberts v. Ohio State talk. We got some Io DeSumo talk. But that's that's going to be it for the podcast. See you guys next week. Thank you, guys.